This is Sports Talk with Phil Cordblue, Chris Bergen, and Pat Daniel. Sports Talk is heard across the state on radio affiliates of the Sports Talk Media Network and is streaming live on SportstalkSE.com as well as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. The South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number to call in is 888-898-2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now, here are Phil, Chris, and Pat with tonight's edition of Sports Talk. And good evening, everybody. Welcome into Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network on another Founders Federal Football Friday night. It's great to have you with us. Phil Kornblut on location today after being at the basketball tournament at Coastal Carolina, the Myrtle Beach Invitational, after speaking this morning at the Sumter Touchdown Club at 7.30, at which time I delivered my official corn prophecy on the USC Clemson game, Clemson USC game, a week from tomorrow. Now things can change. Thus, I leave the door open for adjustments if necessary, based on what happens this weekend and injuries and things like that. Well, we'll touch on that in just a moment. Pat Daniels back at our studios in Columbia. It is another Founders Federal Football Friday night. It's also a busy basketball Friday night. South Carolina in action later tonight, tipping off. 11.30 out in Phoenix against DePaul in a tournament out there. So that'll be some late-night viewing for those of you who can't fall asleep tonight. You can take that in. And I was at the uh, two games played today in Myrtle Beach. College of Charleston goes down to defeat again for the second straight day. They had trouble hitting the three, especially down the stretch. They missed a bunch of three-pointers late in that game, and they fall to Wyoming. Uh, final score of 67-60. to 60. Cowboys win that one. Uh, meantime, over in Charleston, LSU beat North Texas. I'm sorry. Yeah, LSU beat North Texas uh, 66-62. And uh, also, in Myrtle Beach, we had... Uh, The other game of the day, and I've got to pull that one up. Let's see. Um, That one was uh, the first of four today in Myrtle Beach. In fact, you've got Furman and Coastal Carolina about to tip it off uh, at about 630. And Chris Bergen, of course, they're on the call for Coastal Carolina, and he'll have that on the uh, Coastal Carolina uh, radio network. So we've got basketball going on. Uh, and, of course, we've got high school football with the playoffs moving into the real meaty part of the of the schedule now as we get to the matchups that are going to be pretty much uh, pick em games across uh, the state of South Carolina, I would say. I think we're going to have a lot of close contests tonight, and we'll be back tonight at 10.05 with the uh, high school football scoreboard brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. So we got a busy night for you here tonight on Sports Talk, and uh, let's see, um, trying to find some of these other scores from today in basketball. Uh, Dayton beat St. John's over in Charleston, 88-81, and speaking of basketball, how about last night, South Carolina women, oh my goodness, the beatdown they put 
on the Clemson women uh, last night. I mean, you know, we were talking about that game being a a possibility for Amanda Butler to gauge her team against the best team in the country right now. I hope she didn't take that to heart because she would be terribly depressed with what she saw last night. I mean, the Gamecocks jumped out to a 31-6 to lead, scored 62 points in the first half, and continued. Uh, they did not let up. They won the third and fourth quarters. I had somebody call me today. In fact, it was Oliver. You know Oliver, also known as Triple T, also known as the angry black man. And he said he was going down to the sheriff's department to file a complaint against Don Staley for physical assault on the, the Clemson women last night. Uh, that's how bad it was. I mean, the, the numbers are just so uh, lopsided in every category. Um, and it just kind of shows you that Don Staley and this team, uh, they mean business. And I think they're driven, those who return, they're driven by what happened last year falling short in the Final Four. And anybody that gets in their way this year, they intend to uh, demolish three straight games of 100 points or more for the Gamecocks. That is a school record. They had uh, 30 assists last night, 17 by Raven Johnson. That's one off the school record. And they had uh, six scoring in double figures. So it was ridiculously one-sided for South Carolina against Clemson last night. 28 points from turnovers for the Gamecocks, 64 points in the paint, 20 points second chance, 54 points off the bench. Again, just totally one-sided, 31-6 to after a quarter, 62-15 to at the half, 109-40. to That is the uh, under Don Staley, that margin of victory, the third largest for South Carolina uh, under her watch. It also was the 200th win for Dawn Staley at the Colonial Life Arena. So she continues to pile up the records, and her team continues to win and win big. Now, coming up tonight here on this Founders Federal Football Friday night, uh, we'll have David Shelton joining us shortly as we preview the high school games tonight across the state, some of the best ones as he sees them. And we'll have, of course, our football filibuster with the governor and the attorney general. Uh, We'll give you our picks from the sports talk panel. And we'll have, of course, uh, Sterling picks from Lee Sterling. And at 7.30, birdies, bogeys, and biceps across the state of South Carolina. Uh, As far as um, some other stuff going on today, oh, we'll have recruiting for you as well in this hour, too. So stay tuned for that. So as far as uh, some other uh, major stuff going on today, uh, you have uh, the news out of Clemson today that uh, the Tigers have uh, created a new name, image, and likeness organization that they're calling the 110 Society. The 110 Society, and the 110 comes from the slogan or the words of Frank Howard where he says, that give 110% or keep your filthy hands off my rock. So the 110 Society for Clemson comes from that. They've got a general manager, C.D. Davies, who spent the past two years working as the NIL coordinator for Clemson football. And previously, he was an executive in the banking industry with uh, City Mortgage, Lending Tree, and Wachovia Mortgage. He was a CEO 
for those organizations. And so Clemson now is bringing everything inside the administration and apparently cutting ties and doing away with all these outside collectives that sprang up back in 2021 when the uh, NIL uh, was established uh, under the NCAA. And we had all these collectives uh, being created where people on the outside were trying to bring the money uh, to the schools. Now the schools are basically going to start doing it themselves, at least little by little. We've seen the same thing at South Carolina, and now we're seeing it at Clemson as well. And, you know, hey, it's what you have to do today. It's what the uh, college uh, landscape is like. I just wish that they would quit beating around the bush about what they're doing. For example, in the uh, release from Clemson, they said, quote, 110 Society is the next evolution of Clemson NIL that will be a difference maker for our student athletes. This is from Graham Neff, the AD. Creating this one-stop NIL shop that's aligned with IPTE, our corporate partnership team, and our community makes it clear and simple to engage in NIL with our student athletes who are in high demand. We believe this is a critical piece to helping our programs continue to win championships in this new era of college athletics. Okay, that's all well and good. End of the quote. It's all well and good uh, what he had to say there, and that makes that makes a lot of sense. The um, opening of their uh, their report on this stated that um, this will create opportunities for fans, donors, and uh, businesses to participate and benefit from NIL deals with uh, student athletes to help the athletes to market their NIL. And um, they also say that this is a critical factor in the student-athlete experience and uh, playing an increasingly influential role in the competitive landscape of college athletics, blah, 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 blah. So I just wish they would just all just come out and say, look, look, NIL is basically paying the players for those three things, name, image, likeness, and we can't call them employees yet because we're not that far down this slope, but eventually we'll get to that. Uh, let's just come out and, and call it what it is. We're, we're asking you, the fan, to contribute money to a different organization under the umbrella of a current organization so that we can get money to the players uh, based on your desire to meet with them or have them do advertising for you or whatever the case may be. Uh, I just wish the, uh, the schools would call it uh, what it is. And I think that's been a problem for the NCAA colleges in general going back generations. And that is they've always tried to present something in a certain way that it truly isn't in reality. In reality, if you boil this down to its very basic, uh, to the very basic point, this is just a way of getting money to the players. And, of course, using this in recruiting to help entice players to come to your program. I mean, that's as simple as it can be. And I just wish everybody would um, raise the curtain on that and and be forthcoming and just admit, yes, we're, we're paying the players. This is what NIL, the basic the premise of NIL is, is to get money to the players. They deserve it. They've been shortchanged over all these years. Whatever you want to be, uh, believe, fine. If that's if you're trying to make up for lost time and you go from uh, zero to 75 miles an hour 
in in 10 seconds here, so be it. But let's just call it what it is. It's paying the players to play for your school, and there's going to be bidding wars. There's always been bidding wars under the table in the darkness of night, and now it's all out in the open. So let's just be transparent. And let's find out, let's be transparent as well about who's making what. I would imagine that all this has to be public information. If you're uh, giving money to a a public school um, that receives uh, state support, it's a state-supported program, a public institution, uh, and you're funneling money through uh, your organization on campus to the players, I would think that that would have to be public information if somebody wanted to pursue it. So that is what Clemson is doing now with their NIL. And it's pretty obvious, too, the timing. Interesting. you got a big recruiting weekend this weekend with your last home game. Good time to announce that uh, you're doing this new thing from an NIL standpoint. Get that word out in recruiting so the recruits are paying attention uh, and they, they know what's going on um, in that space for you at Clemson. All right, so that's uh, one thing. And then uh, a couple of other things of, uh, of interest from today. You had the news in the, uh, the NFL. Had the news come out today in the NFL. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, man, I tell you what, uh, they might be cooked now for the rest of the season after getting the word that uh, their quarterback is going to be out for the rest of the season. Uh, with the uh, with a wrist injury uh, suffered in last night's game, Joe Burrow. This came out late this afternoon. Joe Burrow is going to be out for the rest of the season. Has a, uh, I think it's a torn tendon in the wrist, and it's going to sideline him for the uh, remainder of the season. So that is a very tough blow for Cincinnati, which you know had kind of been in the mix there. A record's not great, but not to the point where they're out of contention. But now having to go with their backup quarterback, uh, it's going to be a tough road for them unless they go outside the organization and bring in somebody else. And reported that Jeff Trailer from UTSA interviewed for the uh, Texas A&M head coaching job. This is a guy who has uh, a lot of people uh, behind him pushing him and pushing Texas A&M to make a marriage here. And I imagine they wouldn't have to pay him what they paid Jimbo Fisher. I imagine – They wouldn't have to come off the hip quite so much for him as they did for Fisher. This would be a guy that would uh, come in uh, much cheaper if that's something Texas A&M, I doubt they're considering that. I doubt the money is really an issue. But if they, you know, if they wanted to go with a lower amount, I imagine this would be a guy that would be willing to take it and and try to earn his keep and uh, increase his pay over time. Also a story, too, out of North Carolina, that uh, shoots down rumors about Mac Brown retiring after this season. In fact, uh, North Carolina put out a statement from one of their associate ADs that under no circumstances will Mac Brown be retiring uh, after this season. And then the other big story coming out of Michigan is that their linebacker coach, Chris Partridge, was fired today uh, related to the investigation into uh, what was going on there with uh, – the advanced scouting and uh, signal stealing and all that, um, according to reports, uh, he is not believed to have known the extent of the in-person scouting scheme before it became public, but there's evidence from the NCAA in their investigation that points to him destroying a computer 
or at least computer files documenting the in-person scouting scheme. This from Ross Dellinger of Yahoo Sports. So the more they continued to dig in and investigate, the more they turned up. And the feeling is this is why Michigan uh, opted to accept what the Big Ten uh, offered up yesterday, and that is drop the litigation, uh, drop the investigations, serve the two-game suspension that remains for Jim Harbaugh. Don't drag this thing out because we got more information that you don't want public and that you don't want to know about. Uh, or that you don't want to deal with. And so part of that apparently leads to the firing of their linebacker coach. And uh, Jackson Dart will be back as the Ole Miss quarterback next year. Lane Kiffin has announced that. So that's good news for uh, Ole Miss. Okay. Some of the top stories of the day and our phone number, 888-898-2525. May be able to get some phone calls uh, as we move on through the show. Want to get to uh, David Shelton and uh, start to uh, break down what's uh, going to be coming up tonight on the high school football scene. Uh, Pat, tell me what we have there with uh, David. Are we ready to roll with him yet or no? David will be joining us here momentarily. All right. I look forward to having David with us. I'll update some more basketball. You got Notre Dame leading Oklahoma State 55-54. 56 seconds to play there. Winthrop leading Holy Cross 59-32. That's in the second half. Duke with a 21-16 lead on Bucknell in the first half of that game. And let's see. Presbyterian loses to Maine today 80-66. Miami takes down Georgia 79-67. We've got, I told you about Wyoming and Charleston. Uh, Utah, uh, Trailing Houston 61-58, and uh, that is in the second half. All right, David Shelton is with us now as we welcome David in to Sports Talk once again to preview the high school football scene tonight across the state as we get into round three of the playoffs for the high school league. And we've got championship weekend tonight and tomorrow for the Skeezer Schools. David, welcome in. How are you? I'm doing good, Phil. Doing good. Uh, as I said earlier, this is sort of the meaty time of the playoffs, right? I think uh, you go up and down the schedule. We don't have a bad matchup, do we? Uh, no, not. I, I wouldn't say a bad matchup anywhere. There are some that you know might get away from one or the other, but uh, you know, when you get to this point, the winners are all practicing on Thanksgiving, so that's the that's the kind of the coup de gras. You we get to you get to Thanksgiving Day practice morning. Uh, you have had a great season. So everybody that wins tonight will will be doing that on Thursday morning. All right, so on the 5A, we got Gaffney going to Dutch Fork. You got uh, Hillcrest at J.L. Mann. You got Sumter at White Knoll. And you got Somerville going down to Carolina Forest. So which, if you had to go to one, which one would you go to? If I had, I would probably go to the Gaffney-Dutch Fork game. Um, I, I think that that has an interesting, you know, the jail man Hillcrest game is is going to be really good, um, you know. But I, but I think Gaffney Dutch Fort, man, I mean that that brings back a lot of memories uh, and not so distant memories. You know, a couple of years ago they played in the state finals. Mm-hmm. In four A, we've got Greenville at Northwestern. We've got Westside at Midland Valley, Lancaster 
What are you doing there, Lancaster? You're going to South Florence and Irmo at James Island. So I guess if there's a Cinderella in the entire playoff field, it's got to be Lancaster. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You get, you get in the playoffs at 1-9, and nine, you go on the road, beat Ridgeview, go on the road, beat Lucy Beckham. Now you get the defending state champ, undefeated, ranked number one, uh, South Florence Bruins. You know, the, the ride might end tonight, but, uh, you know, they've had a great uh, couple of weeks in November for sure. But all these all these 4A matchups are really good. You know, that West Side Midland Valley game, the Irmo-James Island game, I, it might be 100 points scored in that tonight. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a look at the 3A bracket. Tonight we've got uh, Chester going to Daniel. Uh, we've got Clinton up at uh, Belted Honeypath. It's uh, Gilbert going to Camden and Crestwood at Brooklyn Casey. Is this the year Gilbert breaks through? I mean, they've been here, but they've always kind of run into a Camden or they've run into a Dillon. Uh, is this the year that they kind of get through and move forward? Well, I mean, yeah, they got a shot. I mean, I, I would I would probably pick Camden, but Gilbert's definitely got a, a shot in this game. This is not this is not gonna be a blowout. I, I, I think Camden is, is experienced in these kind of settings and uh coming off that big road win at Dillon, uh I would lean Camden's way. But Gilbert I mean it wouldn't shock me if ten oh five tonight if Gilbert was on the on the victory side. Mhm. All right, two A. Silver Bluff goes to Abbeville. Uh, Gray Collegiate will host Strom Thurman. Andrew Jackson goes to Hampton County, and Barnwell goes to Oceanside. So, Strom Thurman, Gray Collegiate. Gray Collegiate has scored 62 points in both of their playoff games thus far. Um, Strom Thurman, they've scored 49 and 53. They got anything for them? Well, it's going to be some points scored. I think you, you can you can pretty. I mean, Strom Thurman skill people with with. Staley out there. I mean, he's a hard guard, and but 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 Gray has got a really good offense, and they they can score uh, through the air on the ground. That's another game that I would suspect will have a lot of points. I like Gray to win it because I just think they're they're just a little bit better on defense, and they'll be able to uh, to get a few stops. All right, in one A, we got Blackville Hilda going to Christ Church. We've got um, St. Joseph's going uh, not too far down the road to play Southside Christian? Or is that the other way around here? Let's see. I've got H's by both of those. Which one's home? Do you happen to know? I, I do not know. Yeah, i got H's on the bracket by both of them. All right, we got Johnsonville at Lamar and uh, Bamberg Earhart going to cross. So which one of these do you think might be the most intriguing matchup? Um, probably Bamberg and Cross. Um, I think they're two evenly matched. Well, the two lower state games, really, Johnsonville, Lamar, two two evenly matched teams. I mean, I look I look for Christchurch to win tonight, and I look for uh, you know, I don't know St. Joe's or or Southside Christian. They're pretty even, but you know, it's it, it's not funny. But three of the four teams in the upper state are one A private schools in the Greenville area that. Kind of got everybody in an uproar this mm. stuff that happened this week. So uh, it, it's just more fuel for the fire for those folks that uh, that don't like them playing in 1A. Okay, and in Skiza, looks like we've got two championship games tonight. Holly Hill Academy, Jefferson Davis. And then you've got Hammond and Lawrence Manning. And then tomorrow you've got Williamsburg Academy and Bethesda. 
You've got uh, Hilton Head and Wilson Hall and Lee Academy and Patrick Henry. Those three tomorrow at Charleston Southern, and I think Hammond and Lawrence Manning is also at Charleston Southern tonight. Yeah, and I, I unless they change it, the eight-man game is going on right now. But um, if if they change that setting, I, I don't know if they did, but I thought they were going to play at Charleston Southern like at five thirty. Okay, well, I'm looking at the Skeezer website. It's got a seven o'clock kickoff time there. Well, then they're definitely one, not playing at Charleston Southern. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking they might be playing that as a at a home site. Well, David, where are you tonight? I am at Oceanside Barnwell at District 4 Stadium. Oceanside is the nomad. They don't have a home field. Ooh. But uh, tonight, this is their home field, and they're hosting Barnwell. Well, we will uh, catch up with you tonight a little bit after 10 o'clock. Enjoy your game. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Thank you. David Shelton with us here. High School Sports Report, Charleston Post and Courier. We'll be back. Football filibuster coming up. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Talk, Sports Talk Media Network, Founders Federal Football Friday night. By the way, I know I sounded like a dunce when I opened the show about the basketball scores and couldn't remember the first game that I watched, which means I really wasn't paying all that much attention. Though I will say Vermont beat St. Louis 78-68. Vermont looks good. They're 2-0 in this tournament, 4-0 on the season. And they got some ballers. They got some ballers on that team. I tell you what, man, basketball tournaments like this, they, that might be the best. That might be the best. You buy a ticket. Well, you have two different tickets, two different sessions. But to sit in there and just watch basketball all day and uh, good basketball. Um, you know, Wyoming's got a, a – I don't know how good these teams are going to be through the length of a season, but – They've all got good players. They've all got good players, and uh, you know, and they come. And the fact that you're bringing teams together from different uh, parts of the country, um, you see different styles. You see different coaching styles. You see different playing styles. Um, it's great. I think this might be the only thing I like about ESPN. Uh, these tournaments that they have created, except that you know it's kind of early in the year still. I think the basketball season starts too soon. But anyway, I wanted to mention that score as well. So uh, Vermont, uh, they had a bunch of fans there too, man. I tell you what, uh, Vermont fans traveled. Wichita State fans uh, traveled. There were some Wyoming fans there as well. So um, and Phil, interesting you know, to watch that play out. Yes, You sir. mentioned Vermont. Uh, shouldn't be a sneaky team. I mean, that team is good year in and year out going back 30 years almost. They have, uh, they've won at least 20 games every year but two going back to the year 2000. Yeah, they had a – can't think of his name because I can't think of anything anymore. But uh, the coach there for a few years ago was uh, nationally acclaimed. They got to the tournament. There was a period of time there. They, I guess they were winning their conference tournament, and they were getting to the NCAA tournament in regularity. Yeah, John Becker's been there since 2011-2012. He's their coach now, and uh, Mike Lonergan was there for a number of years before him. They've had a, they've had a string of good coaches. Then Tom Brennan before that. That's and, it. That's him, Tom Brennan. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And he he's yeah. been gone now since oh four oh five. But uh, but they've just they, they've really had a good program there. Very consistent. Okay, it is uh, time to uh, bring in uh, two very consistent people. 
uh, two of the great political minds and legal minds of our current generation in South Carolina. And, of course, when it comes to picking football games, well, these guys, well, they, they stand alone. I'll put it like that. They stand alone. It's time for another edition of the Football Filibuster starring former Governor Jim Hodges and current Attorney General Alan Wilson. Gentlemen, it's great to have you with us. Uh, General, how are you tonight, sir? Hey, Corn, it's great to be with you. Uh, I, I wanted to go ahead and let you know I have a celebrity guest standing with me tonight who wanted to say hello to you. Okay. I don't know about celebrity, but Phil, it's Connor Shaw. Good to hear your voice. <laughs> and uh, we're here supporting Alan, and uh, it's going to be a fun night. Hey, well, Connor, thank you very much. But no cheating. You can't help him pick games now because you know too much football. No, no, he's not. I, I did these picks prior. I did get his opinion, and he agreed with me on all of them but one, and I'm not going to tell you which one he disagreed with me on. Okay. Yes. I imagine it's the first one. Kentucky and South Carolina be my guess. No, no, can't tell you that. Okay, okay. Well, good hearing from Connor. You're hanging out with some beautiful people there, uh, General. That's what you got to do. Uh, let's welcome in uh, former Governor Jim Hodges and uh, a four-in-one week for both of you. Uh, Governor, now now the General sent his picks in uh, late in the evening after you made your picks. I don't know. I'm not accusing him of making his picks after he read yours, but you both went four and one last week. You had identical slates. I saw him hanging out with Jim Harbaugh. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> he and Harbaugh were, were doing signals, some kind of signals. I don't know what that meant. Yeah. But uh, I do know Harbaugh is a regular listener to Sports Talk because he wants to hear about Vermont basketball because everybody wants to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to understand at the beginning of the show, I couldn't remember which game I had watched. So I just had to go back and prove to myself that I could find the game that I'd actually sat there and watched and report back to the people. Okay. That's what I was doing. <laughs> I do it for the people. Okay. Uh, and basketball fans, there's a few basketball fans in our state who probably heard that score and went, man, that's a good win for Vermont, the maple syrupers or whatever they are. They're the catamounts. <laughs> They're the, they're the catamounts up there. So, Okay, gentlemen, it's good to have you with us. Uh, Governor, sorry you're not hanging out with any famous people tonight like the general is, so uh, step up your game there a little bit, okay? He's got the legend with him. I've, I've got, I've got my, my work cut out for me. Oh, hey, General, uh, tell Connor, not that I'm trying to uh, suck up to him or anything, but uh, I did vote for him for the South Carolina uh, football Hall of Fame this year. He's on the ballot, so I just want him to know that uh, I cast oh, my one you. of my votes for him. I appreciate that, Phil. Definitely played. Timing is everything, and you can go down that roster, and you can quickly understand why I was pretty decent during those days. But I appreciate that, Phil. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, listen, you were fantastic, and uh, you had good people with you, no question, but you were the trigger man. You don't become a school's all-time winningest coach without, uh, I mean, a, a quarterback without you know, bringing something to the table. So, And I remember when G.A. Mangus recruited you and told people, I've got the perfect quarterback, because we didn't know who Connor Shaw was. We knew who, we knew who Jimbo was. Um, no, your brother, um, J-Bo. J-Bo. J-Bo, yeah. J-Bo, yeah. Right. yeah. We knew yeah. who J-Bo was. We didn't know who Connor Shaw was. But G.A. Mangus was telling people, I've got the perfect quarterback to uh, to run this offense. 
and boy, did that turn out to be uh, to be correct. All right, let's well, get quick to shout the shout out to GA Mangus. Hey, real quick, Phil, yeah. quick shout out to GA Mangus. He's he's coaching in the state championship with Hammond tonight. So good luck to them over there in, in Charleston playing in the state championship. Lawrence Manning. I think they're playing Lawrence Manning tonight. So um yeah. All right. Appreciate that and good talking to you. Yes he can. Yes he can. Okay, let's get to it, fellas. Uh four and one for both of you last week. Uh Governor, you're leading twenty nine twenty six. General, you are 27 and 28, so you're only two games behind, and there's still a lot of picking to be done here. So, General, we'll let you lead off tonight with the first game. It's Louisville at Miami, and this is a pick 'em. At the time we published our picks, this was a pick 'em. Louisville at Miami. What do you think, General? Well, look, I went back and forth on this one, and I've been told that Miami's quarterback is injured and the backup is playing tonight, but seeing as how I'm standing next to a former backup quarterback, uh, who actually went the distance about 10 years ago. I'm going to go with Miami tonight with their backup quarterback. So give me Miami. Oh, okay. That's not really sound reasoning, but we'll give you Miami nonetheless. Um, Governor, what do you think? I think – and the backup's the former starter, right, for Miami, as I recall. I think I think he got benched for the guy that got hurt. But nevertheless, uh, I'm uh, going to pick Louisville. I think they're playing for more. Yes, they are. They got a lot to play for at this point, trying to get to the ACC championship game. Okay, Governor, Florida at Missouri. Missouri, home favorite against the Gators by 11. Is this going to be another spear in the back of Billy Napier? I think so. This one scares me a little bit, but but I just think Missouri is so much better, and they're on a, a real roll here. I'll take Mizzou. You want Mizzou? You got Mizzou. General, what do you think? Um, I'm with the governor on this one. Give me Missouri. You want Missouri. You got Missouri. The show-me state. They, they've done a great job this year. Let's go to Knoxville, where Tennessee is getting 10 points at home against Georgia. Rise to the occasion. Georgia Bulldogs, do they rise to the occasion tomorrow? General. Uh, I think Georgia's going to go over there and roll. So give me the Bulldogs. Governor? Bulldogs, they really looked good last week, and I just I don't think Tennessee can stay with them. Yeah, yeah. They're, they know what they're playing for now, and as the uh, as it gets bigger for Georgia, they're, they're stepping up their game. All right, let's go to uh, the two locals here. Uh, Governor, let's begin with you here. It's Clemson at home, favored by 7.5 against a dangerous North Carolina team. What do you think? Well, North Carolina can't play defense, and Clemson can. I think that's the difference. I, I'm going to take Clemson. You want the Tigers? Expecting a big game offensively. How about you, General? The Tigers bring it tomorrow and then have a ton of momentum coming to Columbia next week. Look, I don't want the Tigers to have momentum going up against my Gamecocks next week, but I think, that, I think that's what they're going to go into next week with, a little momentum. I, I agree with the governor. Although I can't say that everyone standing near me right now agreed with me on this pick, but uh, uh, I'm going to go with Clemson. Alan, I'm a huge fan of yours. This is the one that um, I can't agree with. There's nothing more finer than going into Death Valley and getting a win. So I'm going for the Tar Heels here, but I respect the, I respect the call. Clemson's playing well. All right, so Clemson. General, I want to hear you say in front of all those people, ladies and gentlemen, I love Clemson. And Clemson people count too. I want to hear Clemson people count. Huh? I love Clemson fans. 
<laughs> can, can you say can you say Clemson counts too? Hey, it's time for the governor to pick uh, corn. We got we got to we got to move this thing along. Come on. Right. This is sounding an awful lot like Michael Jordan saying Republicans buy sneakers too back yeah, in the day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. Okay, let's go to uh, no. It's your, it's your pick, General Kentucky at South Carolina. The Gamecocks uh, at the time we posted this. They were getting a point. I think that line may have shifted to them as a favorite. We've got to stick with what uh, we've got on paper here. So the Gamecocks getting a point against Kentucky. Go, uh, General. This is a must-win for Carolina. I think they're going to cover it. I think they're going to win tomorrow and go into Clemson with a little bit of momentum as well. You want the Gamecocks and that point? Yes, sir. All right. And, Governor, you think what? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, Kentucky's not a very good road team. They haven't really beaten anybody this year. I, I think Carolina's going to win this. Okay. Now who sounds like Michael Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's not running. williams Bryce Stadium. Come on. There's the magic of Willie B is going to come out yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like the Gamecocks in this one, too. I think Rattler can have a big night throwing the football. Yeah. Uh, Connor, your view of the connection – the connection of Rattler to Leggett, does it remind you of the connection you had with Jeffrey? I had a host of wide receivers that played really elite football, and um, but it's been fun to watch, and I'm really proud of Xavier, really proud of Spencer. Um, he's won a lot of ball games for us this year and kept us competitive, and um, he's played at a really high level, and both of those guys um, represent the school and will we'll go on to play this game for a long time, I think, at the next level. Connor, are you going to run for public office one day? Absolutely not. We'll leave that to uh, my good friend Alan. <laughs> you don't want to be attorney general. Uh. <laughs> you don't want to be like governor or something or secretary of state or. I don't think I'm qualified for that. I think I'm trying to uh, be a, a family man, and well, I will be here to support the leaders that lead this state. If they're the ones you like. <laughs> I'm stand. I'm standing beside one that I, I like very much, so and and had for a while. Paid for for Alan Wilson for Attorney General. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got to send you a bill, That's man. We got to send you a bill. Yeah. <laughs> All right, real quick. Listen, I've I've known Alan since I was a sophomore in college, and he's been a great mentor of mine. And that. Yeah. Aside from from all the jokes, I do think he's a a great person with a great heart, and we're fortunate to have him. Absolutely. I really didn't pay him to say that, I promise. No, no, listen, we know that from our dealings uh, with him, so you don't have to explain that. Uh, Before we let you go, it is amendment time. Um, Alan, for you, trailing by two, uh, and you guys only differ on one game, so anything you want to amend? No, I'm going to hold fast. we got another game in the regular season, and if we win tomorrow and win next week, we get to go in the post, but go bowling. So I'm going to hold. You're going to hold? Okay. And, Governor? You're good with what you got? I'm, I'm good with what I got. Okay, fellas. Y'all have a great weekend. Talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us tonight. All right, Jim. Yes, sir. Thank you. you. Thanks, good guys. Luck. Thank you, Connor Shaw, for the guest appearance. Wow. That really raised uh, the ratings right there for, uh, for that particular segment. Uh, appreciate Connor jumping in there. That was a lot of fun. Appreciate the governor and the general uh, being with us. Let's hit the break, and when we come back, we'll give you the picks of our esteemed panel here, our Sports Talk uh, Pick'em panel. 
And uh, I'll tell you, as we go into the break, somebody had a perfect week last week. Was not me. Was not you, Pat. It was the Big Kahuna down in Charleston. Bobby Harton, the perfect. He rolled the perfect 5-0 and last week. Though everybody did pretty well last week. Smitty had a bad week. But uh, most everybody did pretty well. We'll go over that after the break. Be back in a moment. I'm attorney Jim Corbett. That's the sound of a big hit on you and your car or truck. I've been an attorney for more than 30 years, helping people who get injured in car wrecks and truck wrecks. If you have serious injuries, call Jim Corbett, 803-765-2968, or email me at jim at jimcorbettattorney.com. That's C-O-R-B-E-T-T. I don't get paid unless I recover for you. Jim Corbett Attorney, for your best recovery from a big hit, 803-765-2968, or jim at jimcorbettattorney.com. Football season is upon us, and that means Columbia is welcoming fans from around the corner and across the country. No matter where you're from, Gamecocks love coming together for game day energy that can only be found in South Carolina's capital city. Book hotel rooms, find pre- and post-game activities, and plan your tailgate spread with local favorites from pimento cheese to barbecue at experiencecolumbiasc.com. We'll see you soon, and go Gamecocks! Farm Bureau Insurance's agricultural roots and ties to South Carolina farmers have shaped the company's culture and work ethic, providing a unique customer experience. Customers are treated like people, not policies. Now, while other insurance companies may have a one-size-fits-all approach to handling customers, we believe you need to be valued and treated right. Our claims professionals work until the job is done, and our agents still believe in the commitment that comes with a handshake. Call Buddy Bridges and Clinton and Lawrence at 864-923-217 for all of your auto, home, and life insurance needs. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, health care, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. Investing can be like a puzzle. There's so many pieces to consider, and it can be hard to know where to start. But with the right guidance, you can put the pieces together to create a winning strategy. That's where Founders Investment Services come in. Our team of financial advisors can help you navigate the complexities of investing and create a personalized plan that fits your goals and risk tolerance. We'll work with you to identify the pieces of your puzzle and how they fit into your financial future. Call 866-739-7064 or visit foundersfcuinvestments.com to learn more about how we can help you take the first step toward reaching your financial goals. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Major Billy Downer here from the Department of Natural Resources, and DNR is excited to announce the implementation of Go Outdoors SC, a new online licensing and boat titling system that you can access right from your phone. Through this new system, customers can purchase their hunting and fishing licenses, renew their boats, apply for lottery hunt opportunities, and complete electronic harvest reporting requirements. For more information, visit Go Outdoors SC at your local app store. The lottery is not about getting rich. It's about helping people, and it always has been. The lottery is what helped raise the Great Wall of China 
build the roads of Rome, and today in South Carolina, it's what generates millions of dollars each year for scholarships like the SC Hope, Life, and Palmetto Fellows. The South Carolina Education Lottery is investing in you. Visit sceducationlottery.com slash better you to learn more. We are back once again, thanks to uh, the governor, the general, and the great. We had the governor, we had the general, and we had the great in Connor Shaw. That's pretty cool, Pat, to have Connor Shaw jump in there and share some wisdom with us. Yeah, that was a neat surprise. Great get by the attorney general. Nice to have him on the program. And uh, leaning on some uh, some great insight there. Sure. Okay, to uh, the picks by our panel now, the uh, fabulous Sports Talk Pick'em Challenge panel. I mentioned the uh, Big Kahuna. 5-0 and last week. Kudos to him. Heck of a heck of a week. Uh, the bad boy, Alan Smothers, he had a 4-1 and week. Uh, gentleman Jim Corbett had a 4-1 and week. Uh, yours truly had a 4-1 and week. So easy pick'ems last week. Let's update everything, um, and then um, we'll get to the picks. So right now, after what happened last week, we have uh, in the lead Pete – Yannitator Yannity, three and two last week. He is thirty-three and twenty-two, tied for the lead with uh, Kevin Gator Boyd Cohen, three and two last week. He is thirty-three and twenty-two as well. Um, a game back would be Fran, the Money Coach Halloran, three and two for him last week, and he is thirty-two and twenty-three. So he's hanging in there in good shape, and also. Up in the uh, up in the race at this point, of course, everybody's is still in the hunt. Uh, I'm 32 and 23 after my four and one week, and at 31 and 24, the good doctor, Doctor Rick, number 25, number one draft pick, um, number one in your heart, uh, two and three last week, 31 and 24 overall for him. Okay, uh, some other uh, standings. Uh, Chris Bergen, Berge went three and two last week. He's twenty six and twenty nine. Uh, Smitty had a one and four week. He's twenty eight and twenty seven. Pat, you had a three and two week, twenty nine and twenty six. And uh, Teddy, I'm so sexy. Hefner, three and two last week. He's in good shape at thirty and twenty five. We have um, Don, the Godfather of Sports Talk Radio, Williams, three and two last week, twenty seven and 28 overall. So I think I've touched on everybody and the record. So this week, I'm going to go with the Gamecocks, getting the point as we have it here on our sheet. I'll go with the Gamecocks. I'm going to go with Clemson up there against North Carolina. Obviously, you have to be concerned about what North Carolina can do offensively. I think Clemson defensively, that front, the way they showed their domination against Georgia Tech, playing at home, senior day, a lot of emotion. They're going to come out energized. I think they're going to be in that backfield quite a bit. We've seen good offensive teams snuffed out by this defense. Nate Wiggins could be back in the starting lineup if he's been a good guy since last week. The young guys are growing up. If Clemson doesn't turn it over, I'm looking for the Tigers to win. I'm looking for the Tigers to cover. I'm going with Georgia. 
uh, playing good football, winning on the road, laying 10. I'm going with Missouri at home. I don't like the Gators. I'll give the 11, taking Louisville with the pick against Miami. Bergie, Gamecocks, Tigers, Georgia, Missouri, and Louisville for him. Dr. Rick likes the Gamecocks. He likes the Tar Heels. Then he's going Georgia, Mizzou, Louisville. Smitty's taking the Gamecocks, the Heels, the Vols, Missouri, and Louisville. Cav Cohen, he likes the Gamecocks, the Tar Heels. He's going with Georgia, Missouri, Louisville. Kahuna likes, of course, he likes the Gamecocks. He's taking Clemson. That pains him, but uh, it's about winning. He's taking Clemson, Tennessee, Florida, Louisville. Fran going with the Gamecocks, Clemson, Georgia, Missouri, Miami. Teddy, he's going with Kentucky. He's going with Clemson, Georgia, Missouri, Miami. Bad boy. Gamecocks, Clemson, Georgia, Missouri, Miami. Pete, Gamecocks, Tar Heels, Georgia, Missouri, Miami. Gentleman Jim, Gamecocks, Clemson, Georgia, Missouri, Louisville. And Big Don, Gamecocks, Tigers, Georgia, Mizzou, Louisville, and Pat, the stage is yours. I am going Clemson, Georgia, Missouri, Louisville, and the Kentucky-USC. That's the one I've gone back and forth on, but I am going to take the Gamecocks in that. All right, USC. All right, give me that one more time because I got out of order. You're taking uh, Clemson. Oh, and sorry, if you wanted in order, USC, then Clemson, then Georgia, mm-hmm. then Missouri, and then Louisville over Miami. Okay. You think Clemson's going to put a big number on North Carolina? I think they win by at least 10, but I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a huge blowout or anything. I, Drake May, you can just never count him out. They might get some late scores to make it close. All right. We got Lee Sterling, Sterling Picks, coming up after the break. Welcome back to Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. You can reach the guys with the South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number, 888-898-898. 2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now back to Phil, Chris, and Pat with the second hour of Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Sports Talk, Sports Talk Media Network on this Founders Federal Football Friday night. Phil Kornblut here at our Beach Studios. Pat Daniels at our downtown Columbia studios. Lee Sterling joining us with his Sterling picks in just a moment. Let me update some basketball. Furman leading Coastal Carolina 30-26. 3.56 to go in the first half there. NC State over Charleston Southern 4-3, obviously, early in that one. And we've got uh, Presbyterian losing to Maine 80 266 Winthrop over Holy Cross, the final, 89-51. Charleston falls to Wyoming, 67-60. And, of course, South Carolina tonight playing DePaul out in Phoenix. Clemson, they're back in action on Sunday afternoon at home against Boise State. Okay, it is now time to turn our attention to a man who can give us some professional help if you've been listening all night certainly you realize you probably thought to yourself those boys need some professional help with what they're trying to handle that's when we turn to lee sterling sterling picks here on sports talk 
from ParamountSports.com. Welcome in, Lee. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we, I'll be off next week. I'm going to be headed up to New York City. So mm-hmm. uh, we will reconvene championship week. So I'm going to take the week off and uh, go to the Macy's Day Parade. And it just so happens that uh, there's a football game, Black Friday game, first time ever, Jets mm-hmm. and Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And and I arranged. Uh, don't want my family to miss out. Then we've got the Knicks and Heat in the Garden later that night. And the next day, I have a friend who just opened an Italian restaurant in Brooklyn. Visit his restaurant, and like two blocks from his restaurant is the Nick, uh, the Nets and the Heat game on Saturday night. How does Fantastic. that sound? Fantastic. Fantastic, (laughs) fantastic. That is awesome, man, awesome. So before you leave tonight, go ahead and put this in your mind. Before you leave us, we got to get a what you expect, Clemson, South Carolina next week, maybe what a line would be and then how you would play that. But let's get to what you've got, one and two from last week for us. And you've got uh, four games on your list for us tonight. So let's begin with that pick Louisville and Miami. So Miami, after the 4-0 start, only two wins since that point, and both have been in overtime. It's not going to be much of a crowd here, maybe 30,000, 35,000 for the 12 noon game. Miami just 3-12 and is a home favorite. Tyler Van Dyke will obviously start uh, since the injury to Emory Williams. He's done for the season with a broken arm. I, I just don't like what I'm seeing with Tyler Van Dyke, uh, his decision-making, and then once he hesitates, he just doesn't have a whole lot of mobility. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess and say he's probably gonna end up transferring. And if I had to say a likely destination, maybe uh, SMU with his former offensive coordinator Rhett Lashley. Hmm. So uh, cards may be a little bit overrated, number nine in the country, but uh, they are top twenty in almost every major statistical category in offense and defense here. I think they're sprinting towards an ACC championship game versus Florida State. I like LSU, uh, Louisville here, 27-20. 27-20 cards. Let's go to Georgia, yep. a 10-point favorite at Tennessee. Georgia, one of those teams, it seems like they just sort of sort of uh, tread water against some teams, just get by, but when the big ones show up, they rise to the occasion. That's kind of how they're handling things this year. Yeah, it, it is, and – Last three times that they played Tennessee, they've won by 13, 24, and 23 points. In the game last year where they won by 13, mm. utter domination. They shut it down once they got in the third quarter with the lead. Very conservative. But uh, they control the line of scrimmage, and they did it last week against Ole Miss. Pounded them for 300 rushing yards. Problem for Tennessee, I don't think they can hold up. Missouri ran on them for 255 yards last week. Joe Milton, you look like a quarterback stature. Hmm. speed, size, arm, everything checks out, but you just never know where that ball's going to end up. I mean, he can throw the ball 80, 85 yards, but his accuracy is not there. Carson Beck, on the other hand, thrown for 300-plus yards in five of the last seven games, turned into maybe a liability into a plus. I like Georgia, 37-20. They keep taking these quarterbacks and making them into championship-level quarterbacks. This is another one. Mike Bobo deserves a lot of credit. Okay, Great. let's go to the afternoon game in the Valley here in South Carolina. You got Clemson. You got them laying six against North Carolina. Yeah, uh, Clemson, I think their defense is starting to come around here. They have allowed just tw- above 28 points three times 
all season. Run defense getting better, allowing just 3.45 yards per carry and 109 yards per game. I think they're going to be able to limit uh, Hampton on the ground and force North Carolina to be one-dimensional. If Louisville mm. wins that 12 o'clock game, North Carolina's going to find out about it. And there goes their shot of playing in the ACC championship game. So if you like Clemson, uh, I would say hmm, you might want to wait. <laughs> wait and see what happens on the first game. And hit it quick if you think they're going to win. As long as you can get them seven or less, I think it's going to be a good line here. I think the Tigers running back duo going to be able to churn the clock, keep Drake May on the sideline for long periods of time. I think Clemson's getting it going again, 38-27 over North Carolina. Yeah, they can do that. They had a nine-minute drive last week and uh, 16 yeah. plays or something like that. So, yeah, they're, they're kind of going in that direction. And then you got the Gamecocks. They're at home against Kentucky, a must-win situation for South Carolina related to the bowl yeah. season. And here you've got Kentucky favored by one. Yeah, Devin Leary, I just don't think is the guy for Kentucky. They, you know, just just had nothing to start the game against Alabama, and you fall behind by three, four touchdowns against Alabama. It's game, set, match. Now, last year, South Carolina won 24-14, wire-to-wire win here. And, um, you know, Spencer Rattler, if he plays a decent game, I just think he's a cut above mm-hmm. Devin Leary. The Cats opened up 5-0 and versus just a – a host of cream puffs here, one and four straight up and against the spread since that start here. They might be saving whatever they have left for Louisville here. I just don't think much is, that much has changed since last year. Uh, we're finding out uh, Kentucky just, just can't compete with the big boys here, and South Carolina might be able to jump on them quick. I like South Carolina, 31-27. There you go. I agree yep. with you as far as that pick, and maybe that score sounds pretty uh, pretty uh, similar to what I'm thinking as well. Uh, your free play in the NFL, you got the Cowboys uh, favored by 10 in Charlotte against the Panthers. Anyone wants to get this game for free, uh, we're going to give it to the first five callers. All they need to do is call 800-400-9741. First five callers will get the game for free. And how about this, Phil? Uh, two weeks ago, we rolled out that one-day all-access pass. Football. College football tonight, we've got an uh, NBA, a couple NBA games, college basketball games, and also a top play, my top play in UFC for tomorrow, which is actually an underdog. Total of eight plays. Two weeks ago, we went 7-1 and one on it. Normally, one-day all-access pass, anywhere from 77 to $97. Today only, got about a half hour, just $17. Try us out, hopefully you know, we build the bankroll for you, and then you come aboard for a month or a season. So try us out. Eight selections, $17, one place, ParamountSports.com. Okay. Can you give us a glimpse? South Carolina Clemson in Columbia next week. What do you think the line might come in at, and how would you play it? If you can kind of give us a conjecture on that. If I had to say right now, I think the line's going to be Clemson's going to be probably four and a half to five points, and probably look at Clemson right now, all things being equal. Clemson to cover about a four and a half as you see it right now. Okay, very good. My friend, thank you. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving next week. Enjoy that great trip up to um, (laughs) New York, man. That's awesome, and we'll catch you the following week. Sounds good. I want to wish you, Phil, and your family and 
and your entire staff and all the listeners out there. Happy, healthy, and safe Thanksgiving. If anyone wants to see, you know, we always have the turkey bake-off. Put that on Twitter. It'll go up. We're going to do it live. I'm going to have both my girls. They're going to make their pies Wednesday night, and we're going to film it live from the Macy's Day Parade, and then we'll post it onto Twitter at Paramount Sports uh, Thanksgiving Day. Fantastic. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend, great week next week. Talk to you a couple of weeks. Okay. Sounds good. Lee Sterling. Thank you, buddy. Sterling Picks. Sterling Picks here on Sports Talk. And let me go ahead and tell you, uh, this morning I spoke to the Sumter Touchdown Club, always the last speaker of the year for them, always give them a pick on the game. Of course, last year I picked the Gamecocks on a field goal late to win at Death Valley. What they do, they won on a field goal late in Death Valley. I almost nailed the score, but I did not. I had it 31. I had it 30-28. Turned out to be 31-30. I think David Kleininger, the Post and Courier, actually nailed the game to the score. This year, I'm going Clemson as of tonight, barring any major changes over the weekend. I just think that defense is too tough. I think that running game is too strong. I think Klubnik is starting to figure it out a little bit. Uh, the key for Clemson, not turning it over. If they turn it over, it'll be a different game. They have to protect the football. I know South Carolina might have a puncher's chance here, and they might hit some big balls. They might break a couple of big ones, Rattler to Leggett. But for 60 minutes, I just can't see it. I think Clemson's going to eat clock as they're starting to do and run some long uh, drives on this Gamecock defense, which we still, you know, still hasn't stopped really anybody of any, that's any any decent uh, football team this year. Be, being at home is for South Carolina. The crowd, you know, it might be tight for a little while, but as that energy wears off and, and Clemson pounds in a couple of touchdowns, that will wear off. I got Clemson 30-17 to 17, as it stands now over the Gamecocks next week. Phil, before we hit the break here, and I like your, like your thoughts there, mm-hmm. is it at all surprising to you, is making an observation here, is it surprising to you that that game has not, been sold out yet and neither has the South Carolina game against Kentucky this weekend looking online it does not appear that either game has been listed as a sellout yet is that is that surprising to you oh yeah hugely surprising because they've been selling out everything you got what you want you got a night game I'm sure the Palmetto Bowl will end up being sold out and this game tomorrow night will be will come pretty close to it um you know just buy a ticket to go see Darude is that his name Darude go see Darude yeah, why not? Especially the that's been the theme, the theme music of your uh, your program for for years and years now. And mm-hmm. now you got the guy. He is here. The rude. Okay, let's hit the break, and we will come back and give you recruiting. And then I want to play a few minutes of Will Shipley from earlier this week. I meant to get to it last night. Get to it tonight. Uh, won't get to the whole thing. It's on our website, SportsTalkSC.com. But he talks about dealing with the injury, missing the Notre Dame game how tough it was standing on the sideline, et cetera, et cetera. Want to get to some of that, but we got some recruiting notes coming up after the break here on Sports Talk. Be right back. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, health care, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through Co-op Connections. 
Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives. And as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. Call Lawyer Lisa. Experience the difference with Lawyer Lisa. Hi, this is Lisa Hosteller-Brown. Do you know the difference between a revocable trust and an irrevocable trust? The difference could easily save you hundreds of thousands of dollars in long-term care costs. Visit LawyerLisa.com to schedule a consultation today. Call Lawyer Lisa. Experience the difference with Lawyer Lisa. 7511 St. Andrews Road, Irmo, South Carolina. Daddy, you need a trust. George Bryan here for Tsunami Bar Sports, and some say the fun is in the winning. I say the fun is in the training. And Tsunami Robbie, what do you say? George, we all know you get more done when you're having fun. This technology is different, it's engaging, but it's also a lot of fun to use. Hi, this is Phil Kornblut. Be sure to click on the digital ad on sportstalksc.com and get 5% off any Tsunami Bar order using promo code BBB5. Don't wait. Order today. Your home is where your memories live. It's where you laugh and where you love. We understand the importance of the valuables under your roof, tangible and intangible alike. So no matter what's around the corner, we'll be there, offering you and your family the support that's made Farm Bureau Insurance a trusted name for nearly 70 years. You deserve more. You deserve a promise. Learn more at scfbins.com. Call me, Alex Satterfield, at 803 749-9171 for all of your Midlands insurance needs. You've put in the work for your education. The extra early, extra late, extra, extra work. That's because you understand education opens doors to better pay, better opportunities, and a better you. Being educated about playing the lottery is no different. It helps you be a better player, one who knows when to play and when to take a rain check. The lottery's a game, so let's keep it fun. Learn more at sceducationlottery.com slash better you. South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions played it for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow-roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at sccattle.org. Beef. It's what's for dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. Time for the recruiting report. It is brought to you by Seawells, and I hope you got by there today for a roast beef Friday. Don't forget, every day next week, Monday through Friday, except, of course, they've got the holidays. So check their schedule next week to make sure they're open when you want to get over there. But for the best buffet in the business, Seawells on Rosewood Drive, right there at the fairgrounds, only $14. And, uh, the the buffet runs from 11 till 2, uh, Monday through Friday. You got catering in your future? You need the best in the catering business? Well, just simply call Seawells at 803-771-7385 online at com. So 
just to recap a few things, and if you weren't with us last night, uh, recapping a couple of things uh, for uh, this weekend in recruiting in particular and some other things, uh, the father of 2025 quarterback Ryan Montgomery of Finley, Ohio, confirmed Thursday they will make another visit to USC in January on a date to be determined. They plan to make two to three visits that month with the other stops still to be determined. And after those January visits, they'll be ready for the commitment. Offensive tackle Andrew Dennis of Mount Pleasant, Michigan, taking an official to Clemson this weekend. Former Michigan State commitment made an official to Penn State last weekend is scheduled to visit the Illinois and Purdue, respectively, the following two weekends. Some other expected uh, visitors at Clemson this weekend to include a couple of commitments, receiver T.J. Moore and quarterback Blake Hebert, 2025 defensive end Bryce Davis, 25 safety Jonte Gilbert, 26 receiver Jordan Gidron, 26 offensive tackle Max Riley from Ohio. Among the uh, players who are scheduled to be at South Carolina this weekend that we've mentioned either um, uh, last night or earlier in the week, and there were some others we mentioned earlier in the week that aren't on this list, but what we've got here, cornerback Quashid Scott of Marion still committed to Kentucky. Defensive end Cameron Fountain of Atlanta been committed to Southern Cal, but he could be a flip to the Gamecocks any time. 24 offensive tackle Dakari Sumter, 25 receiver Jackson Rep. 25 center Isaac Souls, 25 offensive tackle Jalen Gilchrist, who I think is really high on the Gamecocks from Virginia Beach, and 26 receiver Jude Hall from Christ Church. Three Newberry players entered the portal, John, according to College Transfer Portal. Cornerback Kevin Gregory, linebacker Danny Barker, and running back John Swinton. Strom Thurmond receiver. Braylon Staley will be at Tennessee tomorrow, remains firmly committed to the Vols. 26 corner, Jazavian Currents of South Point, goes to Ohio State. Former USC safety Cameron Upshaw, now at Garden City Junior College in Kansas, was offered by Charlotte, not hearing anything from the Gamecocks. Riverside defensive tackle Marcus Downs was offered by Memphis. 25 corner, Onus Conanbanny of Heathwood Hall will be at Tennessee Saturday, coming off a visit to North Carolina, Clemson target, 26 defensive end, Tyler Atkinson, Loganville, Georgia, plans to be at Tennessee this weekend. And in basketball, 6-7, Julian Eterby of Riverside signed with American University. There you go with recruiting here on Sports Talk. Okay, some comments from Clemson running back Will Shipley as he met with the media earlier this week to talk about things in his life. Of course, he had the injury that knocked him out of the Notre Dame game, uh, concussion protocol, uh, neck issues, and all that. Uh, Then he came back uh, strongly against uh, Georgia Tech, but he had to watch for a while as Phil Moffa jumped into the starting role and had a big night. Um, And now he's ready to finish up strongly uh, with Clemson have a strong finish with the home game on Saturday and then the game in Columbia. And then he'll talk about his future after that. So let's go to Will Shipley. The, uh, the hit the other day, I saw how mad you were after. What, what, what was going on there and what were you thinking happened on Yeah, you know, looking back at it, I think um, 
been talking with everybody. It's kind of consensus, you know, just frustration that, you know, it's not not even being reviewed for, for a targeting call. Um, you know, I think that everybody uh, has has a role to play. Everybody has a responsibility. And, and uh, you know, I absolutely love the, the refs and the work that they put in, but I believe it's their responsibility to keep the players um, safe. And, uh, you know, I was frustrated just because I, I didn't think that they were doing their part in, in that degree. Um, looking back at it, just, just frustrating. You know, I, as much as anybody else, you know, what wants to, 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 to protect myself. Um, and I understand that, you know, I chose to play football and it's a violent game, very physical, but, um, you know, just try to protect myself to the nth degree. And, and when something like that happens, you know, really the, the past two big ones, NC State hit and then that one, um, you know, just direct head-to-head contact and uh, not much I can do about it, getting hit in the back of the head. So, yeah, I think that's where you saw the, the frustration come from is, you know, just understanding that everybody has a responsibility on the field. For me, it's to, you know, lay my life down the line for, for my brothers and the people beside me. And, you know, for them, it's to protect the players on the field. Did that Was it rooted from what happened at NC State? Because you were just coming off that concussion and all that. Yeah, I think it definitely plays a role. Um, you know, that's the, the probably the biggest um, concern for me, you know, looking back at it, the first time I've really been knocked unconscious. And uh, really the first season where I've, um, you know, thought a lot about my head and, and the injuries that, um, you know, can, can happen to it. So uh, I think it definitely stemmed a little bit from that, you know, first game back, just being um, a little timid, a little hesitant going into the game, um, as, as I think any uh, athlete would in, in my case. So, yeah, I think it definitely stemmed from that a little bit. Um, you know, from n- not much other than from going back and looking at it. You know, I was – uh, knocked unconscious. Don't remember much of the the play. Um, you know, the training staff did an incredible job getting out there to me quick and making sure that I was all right. Um, and then you know, taking the the precautions that they needed to after to you know get scans and and do everything along those lines. Um, but yeah, don't don't remember too much from from the NC State play. Um, definitely a little scary, but like I said, you know, part of the game, something I I signed up for. So. And watch it later. I mean, or do you feel lucky that it wasn't worse than it was? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I just I, I thank God and and uh, you know just His guidance and me. You know, I think looking back, even my freshman year, NC State. You know, the the knee injury could have been a lot worse than it was. You know, the the neck injury, NC State could have been a lot worse than it was. So, definitely very grateful for for the outcome of. Um, both of those, and, and that nothing worse um, happened. Um, and, yeah, just just thankful. All right, some comments from Will Shipley. It's worth the entire listen to. If you go to our website, sportstalksc.com, you can hear it there. Story posted today by Matt Smith. Good stuff from him as he talks more about his relationship with Phil Maffa and a little bit about his future because he kind of hinted that, um, you know, a change could be in his future, but time will tell. We'll be back. Straight down the middle It went straight down the middle Then it started to hook just a wee wee bit And that's when my caddy lost sight of it That little white pellet has never been found to this day 
Welcome back, everybody, to Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. And you know, after going hard, hard, hard all week, when I hear that song, you know the first thing that happens with me? Exhale. Exhale. And you know what? To play golf, George Bryan, Robbie Thames, one thing you have to do is exhale. Right, George? You're about to hit the shot. You don't want to be all tense. You got to exhale. And I kind of feel like this segment, after a long week on a Friday night, it's time for the state of South Carolina to just simply exhale. Welcome, gentlemen. (laughs) Good evening. And it is completely a privilege. I love how you set that up. Robbie, you aboard. What do you have to say about that intro? (laughs) Well, Phil always knows how to introduce the the um, the show and get it going and I just want to know if, if Phil still feels the greatness of being <laughs> the record holder the course record holder at the scramble one well, week now am, am I still the record holder nobody's gone out there and busted it you are still the man how about that the biggest reason in all with all, with full disclosure is it's still not open <laughs> <laughs> okay all right I'm just glad, no, like, you know, trees didn't fall down or something. But uh, well, when is the grand opening, George? Well, that's to, to be announced. And we got – there's a couple little things that have to be done before we go ahead and uh, and open it up. One of it is with, like, Wesley and George, they come out and we have some of the other, some of the other consultants, the tour pros that have been there, like Scoot – Scott Stevens, and and then, uh, well, there are a couple others, but we, we want to make sure when we open it up, we do it just right. Between now and then, in this holding period, you get to be the sole holder of that, cold re- of that course record, the amateur course record, that is. Well, amateur, so that's right, that's right. Want, why, would, why would you want to accelerate this process? No, no, no. I just want to see if I, I want to see how the big boys do now that I've set the bar. The bar has been set. Uh, I don't want them to be intimidated by that low number. I did go low, Robbie, right? You'd, say, you'd call that going low, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Uh, going low. Still, and when you reflect on around, you always go a left one or two out there. You could have yeah. gone lower. <laughs> yes, George. Well, now it's. Uh, I don't want to bust your bubble, but they've been already out tracking around. Those are, those those scores are official. If I witness, it's official, and and you're not getting one of them. And it's just the way it is. Those guys are really good. And mm-hmm. and uh, when you shoot six on six, I mean, excuse me, twelve on six holes, that's pretty good. That means you birdied every one of them. So that's that is a number that's already out there. But it's a professional. Until we open, technically, it's not an official course record. I guess that'd be unofficial course record while we're closed. Now we're getting, now we're wasting some time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I'm I was just privileged to be allowed to go and play a free round. Number one, the key word there is free. Okay, so I was just proud and privileged to have that opportunity. I tell you what, in this game. In, in our area, in the whole southeast, it is a complete privilege and opportunity just to get out. This time of year, all that all that hype, everybody's so excited about football, and the golf courses are wide open. And I just love that. And even mm-hmm. though it's a night game, 
even though it's a night game, because we are really good all over this state at the pregame. What do we call that? Tailgating. Mm-hmm. We are we're we are national champions uh, at tailgating, which leaves the golf courses wide open. Now the fall, I was just looking today, uh, yesterday at Sea Island, and even though we didn't play the plantation, there's 36 holes on the complex, uh, or I didn't watch play there. Uh, Wesley's group was there today. I came back to Selena Golf Club, uh, and both really revealing a lot of the same characteristics in the fall, the Bermuda grass is going dormant. And it also, this time of year, the Bermuda grass plays beautifully. I love how the ball sets in the fairways. It also, in the rough, the rough is thinning out, so you can hit, technically, you get a lot of flyers, and that makes you think you hit it farther. The greens roll smoother, but the color, the tint, combined with the the coloring of in the trees, I just absolutely love and adore the fall, and and then I love the fact that everybody loves football, so we have it to ourselves, right, Robbie? Mm. <laughs> yeah, that does uh, that does give us a little edge when it comes to getting the tea time, uh, just about whenever you want it. Well, and I know Phil is uh, you just you aching to to jump on that course record, but I'm actually we gonna have we gonna we gonna have a after the football season's over, we'll meet at this new golf course. Selena's only got 11 holes to preview. So, technically, we're, the golf course isn't open. So, Phil, you even have a – you could take a swing at the uh, radio talk show host course record. You have a – you it's wide open for you. I don't think we've had a talk show radio host out there post on 11 holes yet. And I'll just have to, we'll just have to see how well, that works. Now, you know, <clears throat> I would have a feeling, so you've got 11 holes. I have a feeling that my score for those 11 holes would equate to my score for a typical 18 holes. So I could actually go tell people that, yeah, man, went out today, shot a little 65 um, on 11 <laughs> holes. I mean, no, now, let, me, Robbie, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase quick. that. I, I, that's really. I should say, if I'm if I'm equating it to my typical score, I'd say uh, I shot a little little ninety two today on eleven holes. <laughs> but uh, I'm, no, I'm excited no, about I'm what y'all are doing. I'm excited about what y'all are doing out there. Uh, I hear nothing but great things from Robbie and others who've been out there, uh, and it sounds like y'all y'all are pouring your heart and soul into remaking this course into something special for the Midlands. Well, it is, and it's uh, Wesley, and I'll say there's a big old staff out there with really talented young folks, and uh, Wesley is amongst those who are into design and then shaping, and uh, young man Gil and Patrick and Connor Austin, Troy, they have there's some great young minds that doing some things that just make golf more fun, and the greens are already in place. But the rest of the course, it's not quite ready yet. So, But the 11 holes that are out there, uh, it's, it is fun. It's right on Lake Hunt in South Congaree. It's got some beautiful rolling terrain. And so far, the review, reviews, Wesley's invited a number of his PGA Tour buddies up, and, and they all enjoy their time there, and they've had nice things to say. You know, without going overboard, but telling the truth, the greens are greens start off at a pretty good place, like uh, smooth and just about perfect. So, 
Hey, you, we'll, we'll talk more about that later. And, and this is – I'm going to shift gears because this is a big week for the PGA Tour. The final event of the season, I think, is upon us, the RSM. Mm-hmm. So – let me tell you what's going on. Let me tell you what's going on. Yes, we got sir. some interesting stuff going on. This is uh, you mentioned the RSM Classic uh, down in um, Sea Island Golf Course, which is uh, St. Simons Island, Georgia. So it's in our part of the world, and uh, weather is probably pretty decent. And uh, the leader, the overall leader at this point, after two rounds, is Ludwig Aberg at eleven under par, sixty-seven, sixty-four. Denny McCarthy, Sam Ryder, Eric Cole. They are all at 10. Now, locally, you got Matt Neesmith, 71-63, 8 under. You got tied for 10th. Tied for 22nd. Look at here. Wesley Bryan, building on last week, 7 under, 68-67. And William McGirt, 7 under, 67-68. Tied for 44th, Kevin Kisner after a 67, 5 under. Matt Atkins also tied for 44th after a 66. And Tommy Ganey tied for 44th, 71. Those are minus 5. They'll make the cuts. Carson Young, a 70. He's at minus 4. Andrew Novak, minus 4 after a 69. They are tied for 61st. And they'll make the cut. Not making the cut. Jonathan Bird finishes at two under after a 73. Doc Redman at one under after a 72. Ben Martin at one under after a 71. They'll miss the cut. So what does all this mean as far as uh, the weekend and guys getting their PGA cards and all that kind of stuff, George? Well, there are several layers of, we'll call it, status. And it used to be, at one point, the top 125. That was a big number. And now the big number is like the top 50 world ranking in the world. There's, uh, so it's, it's a little bit confusing. But if you're in the top 125, it's still great. <laughs> these, it, it appears to me that there are going to be several levels which uh, – you can read whatever has been printed in the media and probably get a pretty good idea. Those top 50 players that have a world ranking, they're really good shape. And after that, it, it gets a little fuzzy. And the rules of, of engagement will likely change. They will likely change. And not everything that has been written, I don't know I'd stand on it at this point, uh, especially if it's published, it's media reports. But the old top 125, that's still a pretty good number, but everybody's shooting for inside that, uh, well inside of that. All these, all these players are trying to work well underneath top 125 and into the top 100, 90, 80, 70. Just play hard, play hard. Mm-hmm. And the better your finish, the more FedEx point, points you have, the better off that – you're going to be. And so you mentioned Ben Martin, Carson Young, those, those individuals are exempt the way they have it at this point. They have the real special tournament, the special events, how 70 players, no cuts, 
that will be uh what's the name of that phil remind me the what they're calling these events the uh elevated event yes so and then then you have really there are two tiers underneath that uh one of them being uh I'll, i'll just go all the way to the bottom they call them opposite field or opposite event so the majors will have these opposite field events that really that's when the the best players in the world get thinned out. So then the fillers, the one in between, like even, you know, I hate to say that, that RSM, uh, it's, it's really shorting such a great event. And my goodness, Seaside and St. Simon's Island, those golf courses are amongst the best in the world. The people involved are just spectacular. And the host, if you haven't been to Sea Island, it it will remind you of Harbortown. There are a lot of similarities. They are playing 36 holes right on the same complex, and there's absolutely no question that the plantation course, which is where Wesley played today, I didn't watch. I was back here in town. That's a lot of fun. It's it's old style golf. <clears throat> uh, Seaside is is the that's the crown jewel down there, and mm-hmm. you watch it on TV. And Tommy Ganey's a past champion. Tommy Ganey. Uh, made the cut on the number. And there needs to be a little something we speak of. Matt Atkins from Aiken birdied his last three holes to make the cut. Now, the backstory there is Matt was a Monday qualifier. And Matt had to win that spot in a playoff. Fine young fella, former USC Aiken golfer. And to birdie the last three holes where he was playing today is pretty stout to make the cut. <laughs> It doesn't matter if you come in 16, 17, or 18, or 7, 8, and 9 on Seaside. That is stout. So, and it's William McGirt, uh, he played, he's playing a little bit behind Wesley. So I had a chance to, I've had a chance to look, watch his game the last couple of years. He was injured, really tough hip and growing in, or a hip injury. And mm. looks to me like he's back strong. He made the cut. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, Ben Martin missed the cut. I was watching him play a little bit. He looks great. Carson Young, he missed the cut this week. But those guys are both inside. Well, Ben Martin's in a little bit of – he's in a little bit of bother, and I'm looking him up right now. He was hanging out at about 120 at the end of last week. And maybe uh, you guys that have that technology that can refresh. I got – I got. Um, I'm looking on the PGA Tour, and let's see. Is this? Um, are you talking about? Are you asking about the FedEx Cup Fall ranking? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So Ben Martin's in. Uh, I think Ben's pretty good. At he's at 117. If I'm looking at the right data, yeah. he's at 117. Yeah, he's in. He's in great shape. And then. Uh, Let's look up Carson Young and one oh two. Yeah, he's in great shape as well. So a couple of couple of South Carolinians that'll. So what that means is they'll get into everything but the elevated events at this point, and they could get into those based on their performance this week or early in the season. So there's there's going to be a constant shuffle on ranking, and then I'll, I'll just throw it out, and I'm not an expert. I can't even read very well the first time <laughs> through all this stuff. Yeah. I don't understand what I'm reading. And I, by the way, anybody who says, oh, yeah, I got it, well, they're not, then they don't. 
Yeah. So that's a little off. But there will, there will be changes. I can assure you that there will be updates and changes as we turn into 2024. And, you know, it's one of those things, that's speculation, and which I think it's a good thing, too. I think, the, I think all that's been going on in golf has caused every association to take a closer look at how they're doing, what they're doing, especially if it's uh, got competition beside it, especially if it's got professional golf and competition beside it. So uh, with that, um, that's what I have to say on the professional golf topic. Mm-hmm. My favorite is always junior golf. And before I move forward, Phil, you've been really wonderful at updating on the local uh, and even regional amateur golf, both mm-hmm. on the uh, c- collegiate and the amateur side. So get us started. Roll well, along, if you would. The only thing that I could find, I saw nothing from the SCGA, so they have not had any events here in the last couple of weeks that I could see that we haven't already talked about. The one collegiate event that was played recently that we haven't touched on, the Big South Preview, was played uh, earlier this month, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so you had, let's see where this was played. This was played at Fripp Island, uh, Ocean Creek. I'm sure that's a beautiful course, George. Winthrop, the three rounds, no, they played two rounds. Winthrop played two rounds. Uh, this, the four schools in it played two rounds. Winthrop, Gardner-Webb, they both shot plus three. Presbyterian shot plus 10. And Upstate was uh, plus 13. Alec Prentice from Upstate had the best individual score, six under par. Max White of Webb, of Gardner-Webb. Nick Mayfield of Winthrop, they were next at four under. So that was on the guys' side. And then we have it on the uh, girls' side as well the Big South preview, and for that, we'll tell you, and they played at um, Ocean Creek at St. Helena. So you can talk about these courses in a moment. Upstate, for their two rounds, plus 25, Winthrop plus 31, PC plus 43, and Gardner-Webb plus 44. Your medalist was Niza Siftar from Gardner-Webb at minus one, but Emily Baker of Winthrop, Plus one, she finished second, and Riley Cosney from Upstate finished third at plus three. So, you know anything about those particular courses down there at Fripp? Oh, absolutely. Davis Love the third designed, uh, let's see, Ocean Creek, and then Ocean Point's original course. Oh, they're a lot of fun. I just talked to Jeff. In fact, I talked to Jeff Pinkney, who is director of. Uh, or he was director of sports and recreation on the island. What an unbelievable place where land meets water. Uh, and the two golf courses, they're not side-by-side, side, but both are on Fripp Island. What's really cool is on the way down on the left, you'll pass by Datel Island, mm-hmm. and that's an awesome that's an awesome facility. And uh, so – Davis Love, you know, everybody's got their favorites. Uh, I, I talked to one player. Let's see, who was it? It was, uh, let's see, Mike Ramsey. Rob, Tsunami Robbie, Mike Ramsey said his favorite was the Davis Love course. Then I talked to, uh, oh, goodness, one of the guys in the group, and they said Ocean Point was their favorite. But Ocean Point's a little 
traditional old style. Could be a little tighter. It's got got to squeeze it in. Whereas Davis Love has a the, that course, you got a little more room off the tee. But both of them are a lot of fun, and you got to you got to be ready to play in the wind, and that's a fact. Uh, but Fripp Island and uh, just say if you take a look at. Uh, Sea Island, which I just left. I'll be going back tomorrow afternoon. I'll catch Wesley in theory before hmm. he makes the turn. But let's just say uh, even Isle of Palms, where wild dunes are. We got some of the most incredible barrier islands uh, anywhere in the world, especially as it pertains to golf. And it's uh, I've been asked constantly, hey, what do you like better, Bermuda or do you like Sea Island or whatever, I, I got to tell you, they're all unbelievable. If you hadn't, if you're not playing or hadn't visited, you just got to go try it. That's the way I look at it. And, well, I don't know how y'all feel hurt. about it, George and Robbie, but I'd like to just live on an island somewhere, <laughs> somewhere with just me and a golf course, Robbie, I, and a grocery store. Me and a golf course and a grocery store. And, and okay, me and a golf course and a grocery store and a gas station. Yeah, that would do it. <laughs> Robbie, what do you? How, I want you to react to that, Rob Thames. Tsunami, Robbie. <laughs> you know that those are pretty good ingredients for a a nice recipe of life. But, um, I'm, I might throw in a I might throw in a, a, a workout facility in there somewhere. But other than that, that sounds pretty good. And that the one of the things about the gas station that's a great conversation where where the best I was leaving. Sea Island this morning, and I ended up in a wonderful conversation. It was wee hours of the morning, and just a, a just a very pleasant conversation about golf at the gas station, and our golf about golf in the gas station over coffee. So, you know, I kind of like a grocery store and a gas station, a golf course. I like the way that sounds. Mm-hmm. And tsunami, Robbie. Uh, I do want to touch on one. I want to. I want Robbie to run with this one just a minute. This is end of the end of season. Uh, these players will take an off season, a brief break. Talk just a second about some off off season training ideas, especially as it pertains to the tsunami bar technology. Yeah, you know all the athletes uh, across the professional landscape uh, when they do get an off season, that is the time to uh, recover and then rebuild and get stronger faster better and golfers are no exception to the rule they need to put in the time uh, become more explosive uh, gain that club head speed get more flexibility to again gain more club head speed uh, get more flexible uh, with the uh, with that strength and speed um, is going to get them around the course with uh, lower numbers are going to feel better to be able to start in january and finish in November and still feel good um, with the, uh, the likelihood of injury will be greatly reduced. Uh, so the off season is a great time to, to, um, to get fit, more fit uh, and, and uh, paying attention to your nutrition is a big part of that. Just had a visit two days ago from a, a professional baseball player who's a pitcher with the Baltimore Orioles. He's in the off season and he's, uh, he was down buying some, some stuff and then we took a uh, a real good look at all the tsunami products and which he already had uh, some of it but um, got turned on to a, a few more items that he wasn't aware of so placed an order for some of those and um, uh, so he realizes the importance of 
of the flexible bar technology and for the, the type of athletes that that throw or swing uh, or have to have uh, mobility in their in their game, the Tsunami product is the way to go. Hmm, no doubt. I love it. I love it. Triple B5 to get the 5% if you're listening. Tsunami Bar Sports, Triple B5, and see them high, shoot them low. I enjoyed it, man. Same here, fellas. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you, George. Thank you, Pats. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget the scoreboard tonight at 10.05. We'll see you then. Thank <laughs> you.